Breaking the cycle to step forward. Authentic conversations from lived experience and a professional perspective in overcoming abuse with Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hi everyone and welcome to Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward podcast with myself, Chris Tuck and the lovely Beverly Ann. Hello everybody. So this is podcast number 19. No, 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 19. And what are we speaking about today, Bev? We're talking about people pleasing because we hear yeah. lots about it. So it's really interesting. And I know both of us are looking forward to doing this as well. Yeah, and I can really resonate with this. Um, I used to do it myself. Um, uh, do I do it now? I'd like to think I don't, but I'm sure I do to, to a degree. Absolutely. And again, same as you, um, when you go through the list, because it's always good to go through the list and remind yeah. yourself and it's like, OK, OK. And, and this is also what's good about having conversation, because there will be some times when you're looking at balance. Yeah, absolutely. So do you know what actual the phrase people pleasing actually means, Bev? No, you're going to tell me, Chris. I am going to tell you. <laughs> So it's it's um, when we push aside our needs, our own needs to accommodate the needs of everybody else. That's it in a nutshell. And the people pleaser often has many reasons for doing what they do. And they don't often know that they're actually doing it. And the main reason for people pleasing is our fear of rejection. Um, we may have insecurities and we may need to have the feeling of being well-liked or acknowledged because we can't give ourselves that. So we look for it externally. But often when we look for it externally and we are let down by people who we truly believe we've helped above and beyond and we're not getting it back, then we are going to have negative thoughts and negative feelings about that and we are also probably going to be quite angry resentful um and just internalize it and turn it towards ourselves because we're looking in the wrong place absolutely and the wording i would have used you know i always say about survival techniques but it, it is so as we're growing up if our main caregivers and sometimes, you know, as children growing up as well, our care caregivers in include school, like teachers, etc. But if our main caregivers are unable to give us what we need, or like you're witnessing violence, or you're being mm -hmm. abused, you're trying to, especially if you're being, you know, if it's uh, physical abuse, and you've been told forever that you're not doing something right, you're thinking, oh, even as you internalize it and then think, oh, well, if I'm really good or if I do this, I'll keep them happy and they won't lose their temper or they won't do this. Yeah, and, been there. Yeah. And that's when we learn, oh, okay, if we do that, that's what it's the expectation, that's what we'll get back. We'll be we'll be safe. Yeah, yeah. And that's where that um the 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 fear factor comes in, doesn't it? It's like if I if I be this way or if I do that for that person, then, as you said, that will keep me safe from X, Y and Z. 
if that's the kind of environment that you that you've grown up in um, absolutely and even as adults so chris you know when you're yeah. you're when you're in an abusive relationship you know yeah. two people sometimes we don't always like what the other person wants to do or what they say but there's always a different way of saying it but if you're saying no to something and that person reacts in a way that is threatening yeah in any way then you learn to try and put people please rather yeah. than thinking you know what I don't want to be with this person because sometimes it happens really slowly and all the little bits of research and reading I've been doing around this it you know there's a big difference between doing kind things for people and feeling good about yourself um, as long as that's reciprocated it's it's a fair exchange and it makes the world go round but when it's you doing all of the all of the giving and you're not getting nothing back and then eventually you will be doing it from an empty vessel so to speak which we speak about all of the time um then it's just not fair and it's not right no and and that's where we we've talked about boundaries before we've talked about choice but if it doesn't feel right then it's not right for you and it's getting that balance because yes it is nice to do kind things and it you know it makes us feel good as well but when yeah. something good is done too much it can becomes bad for us and it's having yeah. that balance sorry yeah. especially when those people that you've been kind to or you've gone above and beyond for they they don't see or they don't have any boundaries and they just expect more and more from you then obviously that's going to end up in a situation where they just want more you can't give any more and and something will break down um and then often friendships are lost relationships are lost and also then that ne has a negative impact on your own self-esteem and self-worth absolutely and then there's the other way though if we keep giving out to other people and expecting them to give back yes right and when yes. i say expecting yeah you know where we feel like unloved at times, we may give someone love, continual love, but then they're not giving that love back. And yeah. then it's like, well, why? What's wrong with me? Yeah. I did that for you. Well, yeah. actually you're looking to somebody else to provide something that actually, that's when we need to be able to look inside ourselves and then think, okay, what is it that I want? What is it that I'm not fulfilling for myself? Yeah. So it's almost like you need to be in a place where you decide what you're going to give you decide what you're not going to take and you decide really what you're freely going to give out without no expectations without no strings attached so then you can't get hurt and you can really reap the joy out of the giving yeah and, and this is where relationships and communication is really important yeah because it's that learning so we know um and we can go through some examples, you know, saying yes to doing something when actually you don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. You know, but, you know, oh, but they won't like it if I don't do it. It's the expectation. Yeah. Well, actually, is it right for you? Mm. And I'm not going to go into anything personal here, but there's an event that I've been invited to and I've made the decision because it's not right for me to go. And I've made the decision. It's not being received in the best way at the moment. Right. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. But I've made it for the right reason. It will be yeah. fine in the long term. It'll be yeah. fine. But it's that's the decision that I've made that's the best. 
Um, this is something that I've spoken about before as well, um, not necessarily in this po podcast, apologising for things they're not responsible for. Yeah, that's a classic sign of people pleasing. And I find if, I, if I'm saying sorry, it's like, whoa, hold on, what am I saying sorry for? Because we mm. get into that habit. Yeah, so I try and turn it around to thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Thank you for waiting for me. So thank you for waiting for me when I'm a bit late. Does that mean? But yeah. we do sometimes, you know, find ourselves slipping back. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm late. Yeah, there are some people, though, because their self-esteem is so low because of what they've been through. That apology for everything, they're almost apologising for themselves being on this earth, you know? Yeah. And it's like, please stop apologizing we say it because I, 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 I've got close people um in my circle that do that all of the time and it winds me up it really winds me up I'm like, please stop apologizing but the thing is they're coming from a place where they've been so low for a long long time that that's that's all they know. They, they feel that they have to apologise because of the way they've been treated. So I have to be really mindful that when they apologise, I'm like, to back down, get off my high horse and stop, stop apologising, really get on my nerves. Um, why are you apologising? You've got nothing to apologise mm. for. So to bring it all, all down, you know, because I'm like, you've got nothing to apologise for. You've done nothing wrong. But we've got to remember that some people have been so in commas beaten down Absolutely. by the way that they've been treated Absolutely. that we do need to be mindful of how we respond to them yeah because otherwise we're reinforcing unintentionally yeah those, those feelings of you know big feeling unworthy etc yeah. yeah but then it's also nice to say it in an, a, a calm way you yeah. don't need to keep keep saying yeah. sorry you know I'm, yeah. I'm giving you permission you know, yeah. what's another word? Yeah, yeah. So what about yourself? You've got you've got some there on your list as well. I have. So I just wanted to talk about some of the characteristics of okay. people pleasers. So here are some signs that you may be a people pleaser. You have a difficult time in saying no. That was me. I'm yeah. sure it was you. Yeah. You're preoccupied with what other people think of you. That Been was there. me. Yeah. yeah. You feel guilty when you do tell people no. No, you not feel, now. I have been there. No, yeah. Uh, this sorry. is have been, not, not now. <laughs> um, you fear that turning people down will make them think you are mean or selfish. You agree to do things you don't like or do things you don't want to do. And that's when it started to really make me think, because when it, it didn't still sit right with me, I was like, why am I doing this? Why? And that's what changed things for me. Um, you struggle with feelings of low self-esteem, so you can't actually speak up for yourself. Yeah. You want people to like you and feel that doing things for them will earn their approval. What it will do will make them take advantage of you. So Even just more. be aware of that. Yeah. yeah. You're always telling people you're sorry. You take the blame even when something isn't your fault. Um, the blame's been put on me in the past for something I knew was clearly not my fault yeah. and in the beginning I didn't have the 
the bottle, the courage, the guts, whatever you want to call it, to actually stand up and, and find my voice and go, actually, no, I'm sorry, but that's on you, not me. Um, but once I found my voice, then obviously, yeah, that didn't happen anymore. <laughs> but you've got to, you know, you've got to go through that process of, of learning what you will allow people to get away with or not and yeah. then stand your ground and we all have to go through that really uncomfortable learning process don't we we all Ab have to go there absolutely and you know people are often people pleasers for certain reasons one they've got poor self-esteem they're insecure they're a perfectionist maybe um and past painful experiences that you've already touched yeah. upon so it's like well okay you might have identified that you are a people pleaser. If you're happy and it has no negative consequences to you or for you, then you carry on. We're not here to change anybody. But if you are not happy with being a people pleaser and it has a negative impact, impact on you, then how can we change that? Have you got any clues, Bev? Well, I'm going to pick out one or two of them, yeah, which is good, and the ones that resonated with me. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, because um, we've got different lists as well, um, trying to help others, even if they don't ask for help. Now, obviously, that's something that's natural to us. But when it's too much, are we trying to fix someone? Yeah. And I know I had to learn this because I wanted to fix you know, I'm, I'm an empath, I, I want to fix, but you know what, the biggest learning is you can't fix people, you can open up a conversation mm -hmm. with them, you can pass a leaflet, but you need to be able to leave them so they have the choice to come back to you if they wish to. Yeah, absolutely, so difficult isn't it, because we just want to fix everything for everybody. Yeah, and it's a bit like when someone's crying, you know, don't cry, don't cry, no, actually, no, let it is out it, yeah have a tissue you're okay yeah would you like a drink so you're not stopping them mm. but you're not um avoiding disagreement and conflict yeah nobody nobody likes conflict no. however mm -hmm. however there are ways of thinking about it you're unhappy with something say at work you're unhappy because you don't feel you've got enough information okay so having those difficult conversations, think about what it is that you want. Yeah. Calm yourself down. Think about the words that you're going to use. Because if we're using different language, instead of saying, oh, you've, you've done this or I've done that, that, it's like, I'd like to speak to you about what my earnings at the moment. I just feel there's a little bit of discrepancy. Can you help me look through it? You're not yeah. avoiding anything but you're changing how you say it so it makes you feel better. Um, there's one, being afraid of making a fool of yourself. Oh, right. that's me. <laughs> Two hands. And that's the old sabotage thing. Oh, my God, what is that? You know, judgment, that fear of judgment. Um, but for me, the biggest thing was that meant um, me being vulnerable, yeah. not being perfect. What yeah. if they say, and that was my biggest learning. So today, you know, we're doing this. We come to a podcast without our masks. So no makeup. Sometimes we might wear makeup. We're thinking about what we, our subject is. We come as you and me. Yeah. And even if we trip up, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Couldn't have done that years ago. Yeah. Because I'd be in fear 
of being vulnerable and so if you find that you you um think that you're being made a fool of just have a go back inside yourself and think okay who's actually judging me so harshly because often it's ourselves yeah absolutely and we wouldn't judge other people no um flattering others even though you dislike them now this this is something that um is also a real big survival so if you think of when you're at school and you're being bullied and you get some children that like to be liked you know that you get the in crowds and you want to be part of that this is actually an instinct of trying to be like the others but it it doesn't work it really doesn't work because it doesn't feel authentic and you're giving away something. doesn't mean to say you have to be rude to people. You can still say hello. You can still say goodbye, but you don't need to flatter them. Um, being hypervigilant of other people. Now, that's again, that's a survival um, technique that we've learned. And again, I personally, and this is personal, I don't know your thoughts on it. I think that comes back to trusting ourselves, to be able to make our judgments, to know, and I love this, what you do, to know that you have the ability to respond in any scenario so that you can turn that hypervigilance off. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so mm, I think it just all comes to down down to we all just want to fit in we all want to be accepted we all want to be loved we all want to be liked and unfortunately um that's just not the world we live in um there are people that rub us up the wrong way there are people that just really get under our skin and people some people that we just really will just never get on with um but the ability to respond differently is the key in all of this because we don't have to be nasty. We don't have to be aggressive. We don't have to be um, unprofessional. What we can be is just hello, goodbye, just exactly what you said. And we can choose to walk away or we yeah. can choose to have a conversation, but keep it to a minimal um, and just keep it on topic and keep it to the subject um, and then, you know, go your own ways. So there are different ways of dealing with things. But unfortunately, we're all going to come across someone in our lives in our relationships, in within the family circle, maybe, or our friendship circle, um, extended family, friends, in our workplace, there is always going to be one person that you have to deal with because they might be your manager, or as I said, they're in the friend circle, your friend gets on with them, but you may not. So it's like, well, what are your boundaries? What are you going to let these people get away with, not get away with? Um, and yeah what you're going to accept what you're not going to accept and then being courteous professional polite but don't take no bs from anybody i love your words <laughs> but and, and that again there'll be someone listening that thinks oh that's all so easy for you to say where would you start and for me i think the the, the always the place to start is with ourselves mm -hmm. so what we're unable to put these boundaries in often when we feel unworthy of love or respect and and yet we're giving love to everybody else but we don't actually know how to receive it and that's for me the first place when you're you know whether you're 
looking online and working on yourself on your own, or if you're looking at different therapies to help you find that inside yourself. And I think once you do that, you know, when you think of family dynamics, when you think of close family circles, sometimes we don't feel that we're able to distance ourselves from certain people, even if they're being abusive towards us physically, sexually, mentally. And actually, when we start by looking inside, when we start to acknowledge what we're feeling intuitively, then we're able to think, well, actually, I don't like your behavior towards me. I'm not going to respond to you. What I'm, I'm not necessarily going to be rude, but I'm going to make sure I'm over there. Or I'm not actually going to come to that event because I know there's a few people and you're going to be there. Or I'm going to go to that event, but uh, knowing that you can leave earlier. So I hope we've been able to, without overwhelming people, give them some ideas and thoughts about this. Because we, we all learn to do we it. Do, just by going through things, don't we? Lived experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, also, especially in the work environment, the more you give, the more you show that you're capable, the more you show that you, you know, we all want to get on and we all want that bit of promotion and we all want to be recognised for a, a good job done. But the more you give without receiving something back in return, a thank you, um, a raise, a promotion, especially if you know you've really been working hard and you deserve it. You're not getting none of that payback, which you do deserve over time. If you're not getting nothing and all they keep doing is dumping more on you or expecting you to work longer hours, whatever the situation is, then there is going to become a time when you're going you're gonna to have to say no, no more, because your health is going to take a battering or you're going to end up being um, feeling really, really resentful. And most people that I know that find themselves in that situation within employment, um, they end up leaving the job rather yeah. than standing their ground and, and having that conversation, yeah. um, they will leave. And it's like, well, let, let's try and see if we can resolve it before we leave, yeah. if, if at all possible, because there are ways and means of doing it, you know, and um, you deserve all of the, the, the rewards for working hard and, and giving to a company. It, we're talking about employment right now, um, but you can equally put that into a relationship if you're giving all of that in a relationship then you do deserve the rewards and 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 the um commitment back for example or whatever you're giving you do deserve it back so it might come to a time when you go actually this ain't working for me and yeah. what are you going to do about it and only you can decide and only you can take that action but sometimes there's there's some advice is if you're really unhappy and you don't feel that you can have that talk because mm -hmm. you don't know how they're going to respond, well, start looking for another job. But before yeah. before you leave, if you need to, you know, go for the interview, etc. But then you can have that conversation if that works for you initially. Yes. You know what I mean, because obviously some people are afraid that they're going to be asked to leave, etc., and yeah. they need that income coming in. So yeah. You can have that other position there and then you can say, well, and you've got nothing to lose. So if the people don't, if your employers don't respond effectively, then you can actually say, well, I'm going and, and start a new job. But you know, then you started because it's right for you. Yeah, yeah. 
So <laughs> I was just using my last analogy in employment to take to relationships. I wouldn't recommend doing that one in your yeah. relationship. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we we'll make that one clear. Make that very clear. Because often, yeah. if we're unable to express and, and we we all do this because yeah. we have different language as well. Yeah. But if we're unable to feel that we can't express ourselves about what we want, write it down even. Yeah. Write it down. But one of the things, um, and I, I know uh, this is something, you know, that I've done, suppressing anger, sadness, or other negative emotions. And yeah. I will say that's what a lot of parents do with their children. Right. Very common because you know they don't want their children to, to you know in a divorce I know I put my hand up here I suppressed how it made me feel emotionally um I didn't want my children to see I felt like I was falling apart at different times and I didn't want them to see that if I was now to go back I think I would have changed some of that I would have let them see some of it so that they can actually see it's okay yeah, because if they're not experiencing it and seeing it and then you're not talking about it, it's almost like you're brushing it all under the carpet and everything's okay. And then when something comes up for them, how do they deal with it? Yeah, but and that's why I wanted to share that because people listening thinking, oh, it's all, you've all got it together. It's like, no, nah. we've had to learn. <laughs> we've had to learn. And there will probably be times when if you went down our list that we could think, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking at the list now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there yeah. are times, you know, avoiding disagreement and conflict. There are times when it's right to to keep safe. So if someone's shouting at you and and you're not in the best place, yeah, keep quiet then. But you can always go back. Yeah, I, I think I've, the biggest thing that I've learned is when there's two people in a height of emotion it's not going nowhere. So the best thing to do is either to be quiet, walk away, and then come back for a conversation once it's all settled down a little bit. Yes. Um, because otherwise, all you do, once one, one firework's gone off, another one's just going to go off and another one and another one, and then bang, you know, it, it just doesn't it's work. And also our egos do get in the way. Have yeah. you ever have you ever had an argument with someone then you walked away and then it's like, oh, I should have said, I should, if I'd have said that, <laughs> actually, really, no, yeah. go away, let it come down, write what you've got to write down even, do you know what I mean? And yeah. then that's when, get it all out, that's when you can have that challenging conversation, but in a better way. Yeah. So I always have someone on my course or comes into my little life yeah that says yeah but but all I do that that's 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 me that that's what makes me is I give I give I give um but but no one gives back no one gives back to me and now I'm feeling angry I'm feeling resentful I'm feeling tired I've got no energy I'm this I'm that I'm that and like and I say to them exactly what we've just shared right now. You've got to look within. You've got to be able to um, put your boundaries in place and you've got to work out for yourself. What do you want out of your life for you? Yeah. Top level, then each relationship, because each relationship is completely different. And in your work, 
and for your health. So just look at all the different components of your life and just work out what it is you want just in one area. Because when you do one area, it will have a positive impact everywhere else because it's that ripple effect. But you can't keep moaning about it if you're not going to change nothing. So you do have to do some work at some stage. So two things. The first thing is if you keep standing in the same puddle, yeah. you're still going to get wet. <laughs> okay. Yes. I like an analogy. <laughs> yeah. But also um, I'm giving them my love and they're not giving me anything back. My first thing would say, well, what do you do to give yourself love? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not telling anyone, it's asking that question. And that is quite powerful. Well, it's very powerful because people go, oh, oh, what do you mean? Yeah. Say, how do you give yourself love? Because yeah. once you are able to start with that, then you can start looking at the other bits. Because if you're not giving yourself love, how do you expect other people to give you love? Because you don't know how to receive it either. And that's not said in a judgmental term. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. And it's also sometimes just pointing out to the people around you, oh, God, I've I've been so busy today of like, you know, I've I, I've done your washing or I've done your... your, your you're putting the kettle on can you just make me a cup i really appreciate that so it's almost training the person um uh to do something for you because they might not have even thought about it because you've always stepped up and done everything now i'm not saying this about myself because my husband's listening and he's probably going <laughs> she doesn't do everything and he's absolutely right i don't do everything he, he, he does do a lot around the house as well um, but I'm talking about your children, especially because we bend over backwards and do everything for our kids. All of us. We just do. Um, they often don't actually reciprocate because there's no need to because you do everything for them. So it comes to a stage where they are growing up and it almost you need to teach them that they need to do things for you if they're not doing it automatically, because some kids just don't do it because everything's done for them. So, you know, if you want them to go out into the world and be a, an, an adult that contributes to their, their relationships going forward, then teach them to do it to you. And this is the thing about communication, isn't it? Yeah. How do we expect them to know if we don't communicate it? Yeah, or yeah. show them or, or expect it back. You know, I do something nice for you. You do something nice for me. Yeah. It, it's a fair exchange. And there's the word fair exchange which is important. So I am mindful of the time. I feel like a clock watcher. Um, <laughs> we've got three more minutes. Okay. okay. Just to make sure that we don't overrun because we could easily. <laughs> <laughs> so um, any other thoughts, Chris, that you wanted to speak about um, here? I, I think that if you are a serial people pleaser and you really don't like how it makes you feel, then you're the only one that can change it really. So just look at what's going on, what's being demanded of you and just change the narrative around that, change your action around that and just put your, please yourself. You're yeah. a person, people please yourself. Yeah, and I've got one tip for people because th their minds will be overflowing yeah. now. And this is a tip that I did. So when I suddenly realised I was a people pleaser years ago, it was like, oh. So I could never think about it 
directing back to me. Yeah. So I used my own name as a third person. Right. And so I had a post stick. Is that what you call it? Post it note. Post it note. Not a. No, you can call it what you want. It's fine. <laughs> note sticks. <laughs> note stick. And I've still got it, and it says, what does Beverly want? And I put some yeah. kisses under it. So that when I was feeling, I could feel it in my stomach, intuitively, yeah. something wasn't right. Yeah. Then I could think, what does Beverly want? Yeah. And for me, that was my first tool. So what do you want? Do you want to do that? Don't you want to do it? Yeah. And I know you can't always do that when you're learning in the moment, but yeah. it helps. It helped me anyway focus. Yeah. to focus. But open my mind to it yeah oh choices and I've still got the same post-it with that written on now see I'm changing my language <laughs> you can call it a note stick <laughs> it's fine <laughs> so I just wanted to share that with people all yeah. right yeah that's brilliant so that's the end of episode 18 is it 19 mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm 19, 19. 19. And no, that no, was Coco. No, 19. <laughs> yeah, and that was Coco barking in the background. So ah. we'll say goodbye. Okay, and we'll see you in the next session, everyone. Yeah. Please put your comments below. We'd love to have them. And any ideas of shows you want to hear our opinions on would be great. All right. Speak to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.